Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, and computer science academics. We highlight people with a passion for educating our youth in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. Well, hello, everyone. Hi, my name is Everaldo Gallimore, and you're listening to the BDPAI Radio Show on February uh, 2014, February 11th. And I'm here today with two of our guests. Uh, the first guest we'll be talking to is Beverly Moore, and the uh, second guest will be Debbie Young. And I'm going to speak to uh, start the show off with Debbie Moore. And um, hi, Debbie, how are you? Oh, Beverly Moore, yes. Yeah, Debbie Young. Debbie. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. Bev. Um, yes, uh, Beverly Moore. Um, hi. I just want you to to tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, give us give us your um, give us your um, what you do and your give us your bio, your bio, if you will. Okay, great. Uh, first, I would like to say thank you for having me on the show. Uh, it's an honor. Um, I am a senior project manager for uh, Delivery Excellence Office of Hewlett-Packard Company, and in this role I am uh, responsible for uh, supporting and facilitating project turnaround for troubled projects. And uh, my background is about 35 years of IT experience. I've worked in a variety of cross-functional roles, uh, starting as a mainframe developer, uh, technical lead, and uh, and most recently a PM role, and acting as a senior PM. And I've worked with uh, fairly large companies, multi-billion-dollar companies. Uh, I work to give back to the community, which is what I do with BDPA. And my current role, I am president of BDPA Detroit chapter. And I've been in this role since uh, January 2012, and this is my second term, and I'll be finishing out this term in uh, December 2015. Uh, Prior to uh, this role as president of Detroit Chapter, I was the national conference director for the conference in 2000 and uh, vice president of the Hartford Chapter in 1986. I am a graduate of TKO Post University in Waterbury, Connecticut, where I hold a Bachelor's of Science degree in Business Management, and I have a Master's of Business Administration from University of Detroit Mercy. I also hold uh, several 
uh, certifications, uh, Project Management Institute, PMI, and also PMI ACP, which is the Agile Certified Practitioner. And I also hold the Scrum Master Certification. Cool. Well, wow. that's wonderful. I, I, I like that. Um, you know, as Fran likes to um, ask uh, her first question on the show, and what she does usually, uh, her first question is, how did you first find out about BDPA? Well, I was uh, working, I'm originally from Detroit, and I was working in Hartford, Connecticut uh, for the Hartford Insurance Group. And uh, around the time when the Hartford uh, BDPA chapter was getting started, and uh, a friend uh, went to a BDPA conference, and he came back so excited, and uh, the chapter got started in Hartford, and that's how I, how long I've been involved, pretty much my entire career. Um, so it's it's uh, been uh, very advantageous for me, and a great support group and mentorship that I've found in the organization throughout my career. Mm. But tell us, tell us more. Tell us, tell us about your role as BDPA Detroit chapter member. Yeah, um, I when I moved back to the Hartford area, I uh, got talked into taking a role as uh, programs uh, committee chair by Wayne Hicks. And uh, mm-hmm. as you know, once Wayne gets a hold of you, you'll never be the same. And and uh, he, he he gets you involved, and uh, he's a great mentor himself. And so I worked in Detroit Chapter and uh, continued to work in Detroit Chapter. And eventually, after the conference in 2000, uh, after taking a break, <laughs> I came back and uh, we needed uh, someone to run and keep the Detroit Chapter uh, alive. So I saw the opportunity and I uh, took it, uh, decided to take the challenge. And so I see that as a great opportunity uh, to, you know, take on the leadership of a chapter. It's like having your own business. It's a, it's a great opportunity to explore entrepreneurship because you're uh, running a business to a lot, a lot of degree and uh, leading, leading a team. And, and so it's a great experience to act out uh, what you would be doing in an executive level role or even as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I hear you. Like, yeah, like you said, once Wayne gets you, and let me correct yeah. that. Not, not just a, a member. You are the uh, Detroit chapter president. So, um, excuse me, I, I I meant to slip that in there. Yeah. So um, that it sounds good about the role. And well, tell us more about your role as the project manager at HP. Uh, I've been with HP uh, about two years, and. Um, it's been a good career uh, opportunity. I really like HP, and I've had some great opportunities in the two years that I've been there. And uh, right now, getting uh, the exposure to uh, multi-million-dollar projects and how that are in red and yellow statuses, and how to get them back on into a green status is an is an awesome opportunity and experience. Um, I work with people that are two to three levels from the president of uh, HP, who is Meg Whitman. So it's a very visible and uh, uh, a position, and uh, it's a great opportunity, and I'm, I'm excited to be in this role at, with HP. Okay, so Bev? Yes. 
Okay, so um, didn't mean to disappear on you there. <laughs> what I'm going to um, say, because Fran, Fran just came in, and um, she's going to kind of catch up on you and uh, catch up on us, and, and you will tell her more about your role as president. Uh, as a matter of fact, know what you'll go into. Uh, give us uh, give us what two lessons you would help you as a BDPA member. So uh, let me see if I get Fran in there. Uh, Fran, are you online? Yes. Hi, Everaldo. How are you? Okay, I'm speaking with Beverly Moore. She was just telling us about her role as a project manager at HP. And, um, well, I'll let you uh, take over. So, so Hi, Bev. Fran. It's nice to speak with you again. Good to speak with you, Beverly. How exciting. Thank yes, you for sharing your role as project manager. Yes. Yes, it's a very exciting role, and uh, I've had some good opportunities in the two years that I've been with HP, and this is a, a very exciting uh, a role that I have now, and it's preparing me for um, a lot of opportunities, uh, a lot of directions I can go with this uh, background. Well, you know, that's a, that's a great point that you make. How, how does BDPA and corporate America sort of make one and one uh, make three? How do, how do they expand the opportunities for you, particularly as a chapter president? Oh, that's a great question, and it is, uh, it is an awesome opportunity because in, a, in the role of a pre- chapter president, you get to prepare firsthand without threat of losing your job for a uh, senior management position or an executive level management position because you're running an organization. You know, uh, what the chapter does and how big it gets is all up to you. It depends on your vision and and how well you can work with people to make it happen. And so it's it's an awesome opportunity uh, that BDPA gives to to people to take on this role. Uh, The requirements that are, you know, to, to become a chapter president are just to be a, a full-paid member in good standing. And if you got the ambition and you got the, you know, enough leadership and people are behind you, you can become a chapter president too. And uh, I didn't realize uh, how much it meant and, and to my, my career and, and personal development uh, as much as I do having been in the role for the last two years. And uh, I would say to anyone that is out there listening that is looking to develop themselves in their career, uh, t- taking a leadership role in BDPA is an awesome uh, hands-on opportunity. Uh, and you can't, you, you, you can't go wrong. You will definitely get more out of it than you put into it, no matter how painful you know, the volunteer work might be. And it's not all glamour either. I mean, it's hard to get people to to work and, you know, people volunteer their time and, and you know, they're not as committed because they feel as though they're volunteering. But it takes true leadership to, to, to build a strong team of leaders, of, of uh, volunteers. And that's one of the things that I've gotten a chance to do with Detroit Chapter. I started out with maybe one or two board members, and right now I've got a full board and we've got money. <laughs> so it's been, uh, success has been really good, and I'm, I'm excited about uh, where we've been and where we are now and what we, what we see happening. I just come out of a board meeting today, so I'm excited. 
I, I hear that excitement in your voice. So let's let's take it back just a little bit. When you first joined as a member, did you ever imagine yourself being a chapter president? No, not at all. Um, and that's one of the things that I have gained in working with BDPA is uh, exponential increase in my self-confidence. Uh, I have done things with BDPA that I would have never done in the workplace. The first budget I ever managed was a BDPA budget. And so when the opportunity presented itself in the workplace, I was not intimidated. I ran towards it instead of running away from it because I had exposure to it. I wasn't afraid of it. You know, so many things I've done with BDPA firsthand that, you know, once I got an opportunity in the workplace, it was uh, uh, exciting. I mean, the first large audience, when I first started the Detroit chapter, I used to speak to audiences of 125, 150 people. And so when I was working with EDS and I got a chance to go overseas and I had to speak to an audience of a couple hundred people in a different language, it was a piece of cake. So BDPA has been uh, a a strong pillar throughout my career and – I don't know where I'd be with if it wouldn't be for the the relationships and the the mentorships that I've gotten from the people uh, I've met through BDPA. I'm and I know for a fact they have all encouraged me to continue my education. I don't know if I would have continued my education had it not been for knowing people that had bachelor's degrees, master's degrees, and even PhDs. You know. It's not uh, every day that you, you know, have people in that, in, with those type of uh, experiences in your company. That's true. BDPA is a wonderful collection of really strong individuals that are committed around a common vision. And again, our, our vision statement of from the classroom to the boardroom, in, in your examples you, you see it, and the classroom BDPA can provide educational experiences and leadership experiences that are transferable. So you've learned and experienced a lot of lessons. What kind of two key lessons would, you know, stand out for you that BDPA members might utilize as they move throughout their career, and even if they're underemployed or unemployed at this point in time? I would say number one would be mentorship. Uh, Mentorship has been a big uh, 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 factor in my success, and uh, BDPA provides so many uh, well you know, experienced people to choose from, to partner with, to become friends with, that you can get that mentorship with um, outside of the workplace. Uh, So I would say number one is mentorship. And uh, number two would be uh, networking. I mean, you need to build a network before you need it. And BDPA provides that opportunity. I mean, going to the conference I get to meet people from all across the country doing all kinds of things. And so if I, you know, need expertise in any particular area, I can tap someone that I met throughout, uh, you know, my career with BDPA or call somebody that knows somebody. You know, I'm never lost when I have a BDPA network uh, for knowledge. I'm never lost for knowledge. 
So definitely as we wrap up, you mentioned the national conference, and that's one of the areas that on an annual basis BDPA provides networking. It provides an opportunity to associate with people in the industry. Um, it provides an opportunity to be with African-American leaders, um, corporations. As you look to your membership and, and as a voice right now on the iRadio show, what might be a reason that someone would want to sign up for the conference? It's February, and the conference is in August. Um, well, what can they do to get ready now? Well, um, one of the things that happens at the conference that uh, I don't believe happens anyplace else in the country is the two-day career fair, where for two days you have top, Fortune 500 companies looking for people of color with real jobs. Um, I mean, there's either easily 40 to 50 companies at that career fair for two days. I don't know of any other career fair like that in the country. So that alone, if you are looking to advance your career, want to consider other opportunities, I mean, you should always be interviewing. Whether you want to accept the position is a different thing, but you want to keep your interviewing skills sharp. The other thing is uh, the network. You're going to be meeting people that are from all around the country. I have never come back from a conference and wasn't pumped up. I mean, you'd be on such a high that takes you throughout the, the rest of the year. And this year is uh, going to be even special, even more special for me, I'm hoping, because I've applied to be a presenter at the national conference. And, again, that's another opportunity that we have available to us is to be a presenter at a national conference. You know, we look at some of the other organizations. There, to be be a presenter, it's a lot more more difficult. But you be a presenter at the BDPA conference is a is a something reachable and attainable, and uh, that's one of the ways that I was able to get my companies to pay for me throughout the years to go to the conference. Is I would be a presenter, and so you know, again, I mean, where else? I mean, if if we had to be a presenter at your company for a conference and you've done it at BDPA, it's a piece of cake. So the conference, uh, being a presenter, uh, the network, the career fair, it's all there. That's, that's, it's an awesome experience you'll never forget. Well, now I'm, I'm curious, Beverly, and I realize that the uh, final flush has been made for presenters. What was the topic that you submitted for the conference to present on? I would like to present at the conference on the principles of Agile, uh, what makes Agile work, uh, the principles behind Agile that makes it work, that makes it successful. I think that uh, I, Agile is not going to be a fad. I think it's going to be a methodology that's going to be around. And uh, once again, it, it has the same, somewhat a similar start as BDPA in that when you go to, uh, you talk about Agile, you go to an Agile event, you look around, you don't see anybody of color. You know, it's another one of those scenarios that's happening right up under us, and um, I want to be right there. I want to know more about it. I want to make sure that I share that information with everyone so that they can be about it too, you know, if it fits. 
you know, because I, I think it's really exciting. I mean, this, besides all of that, I think it's a very exciting uh, methodology for project delivery where we can finally deliver something in a reasonable amount of time for, at, at a good price and deliver value, and that's what it promises to do. And uh, I don't think it's going to go away. So I want to make sure that I get the message out and people uh, become aware of it in the right way and that they learn the principles of it before they start to train on it. They got to be educated before they can do training, and so that's what I'm hoping to provide at the conference. Wow, that's really exciting. And I I want to end with uh, not only a thank you to you for your service and your leadership as a chapter president for BDPA Detroit, um, and also for the fact that you've been a member that does demonstrate that leadership and share the information. Now, you are with one of our platinum level sponsors, HP, and I would be remiss if I really didn't give you an opportunity to talk um, just one final time about your relationship with your company and how HP has supported you in being a strong BDPA member and has supported BDPA um, in our efforts to help people go from the classroom to the boardroom. Yeah, that's that's a, a great lead, and thank you for that question. Uh, this year, uh, HP HP has been a uh, platinum level sponsor for a few years, but uh, this year they are changing their strategy and they are recognizing that they could possibly get more value by working with the local chapters. They understand uh, that the local chapters are the boots on the ground. They are the ones that are making it happen on a day-to-day basis. In November last year, I put on a uh, our information exchange meeting where we did the topic of uh, jobs uh, outlook in the Detroit area for 2014. And on that panel was uh, HP, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield and Accenture uh, Solutions, and uh, it was an awesome uh, event. It was a full house, and HP uh, got three hires from that. Three people from BDPA were hired as a result of that event, and uh, they are excited about the relationship. That proved to them that the local chapters are are the boots on the ground, and that they are worth investing in. So I'm looking forward to the HP uh, bringing some of those that investment to the Detroit local chapter. And they've already, I've been in meetings where they've committed to be at the conference this year. Uh, they're positive because of these, these things that we're doing here in Detroit. And uh, we're also expecting that they are going to do some sponsorship with the Detroit chapter and some more events. Okay, well, we will stay tuned. Beverly, um, I am so glad that Everaldo, I I often host the show alone, and Everaldo said, hey, wait a minute, I want to get involved. So I want to thank Everaldo for um, introducing you on the show and getting you started and sharing what you're doing and why BDPA is so important to you. What's a final thought that you'd like to leave our iRadio listeners with this evening? Well, I mean, just being here today and being able, being interviewed is, is is a great honor, and I'm excited. And this is what happens, and the, the opportunities that 
uh, become you when you are a member of BDPA. And thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Beverly. And please continue to do the work that you do with the level of professionalism, commitment, and energy. It's, it's very exciting to hear your voice. Radio is a lot about audio. And thank you again for being with us this evening. So have a great rest of the week. Okay, thank you. So, folks, we've just finished up our interview with Beverly Moore, Chapter President of BDPA Detroit, and she is a Senior Project Manager with the BDPA's Platinum Level Sponsor, HP. Coming up next is our second and final guest for this evening, February 11, 2014, and that is Debbie Young, Vice President of J.P. Morgan Chase. Debbie, are you on the line with us this evening? Yes, I am. Hi, how are you? It's just fine, thanks, Debbie. Thanks so much for Great. spending uh, a little bit of time this evening. Very excited to have you on the show. And I'm just going to take a moment to um, do a brief bio. Debbie Young has over 25 years of professional experience. She's a 2013 BDPA conference workshop presenter, and her presentation was entitled, You Can't Outsource Me, I'm Valuable. And that workshop provided real-world tips and techniques to reinvent, remarket, and repackage yourself to transition or remain in your current company or field. Welcome, Debbie, again to the show. And I am uh, really quite intrigued by the presentation that you gave. So I'm wondering if you could kind of start us off with how did you come up with that topic and uh, what were some key points in your presentation last year? Sure. Actually, that was my third presentation presenting at National Conference, so I was honored to be chosen for the third time. Um, but this particular time, um, the one on you can't outsource me, I'm valuable, I looked at a couple of different things. Uh, one, I looked at the landscape and the technology world. I saw a lot of jobs being outsourced, resourced, um, people were deployed, things of that nature. And I said to myself, do they know how to revigorate themselves within an organization? Do they know how to market themselves? Their skill sets were so valuable but often, once that position went away or was outsourced, they didn't know what to do. They were lost. So I said, let me create a platform where I can help people understand how to network within your organization. There's plenty of jobs here, plenty of jobs, uh, you know, whether it's you know, here in Dallas, you know, on the East Coast, West Coast, whatever. But often when we're hit with that, oh, my, oh, my job is going away, we don't know what to do. So what I wanted to teach in my, in my workshop which was a packed house, and I was so excited, was some good life skills. You know, what do you do when you first hear that? You know, you've got to stop, step back. You've got to reflect. You've got to grab that resume and take another look at it. You've got to review it, revise it, revisit, go back and do those same three things all over again. And you need to assess your network. So some of those things I taught in that workshop, and it was very, very interactive. Lots of people had, you know, been outsourced. They had been deployed. They had been let go. But the biggest thing is they didn't let go of their vision, and their vision was they wanted to continue either in that same company or take their skill set and utilize it somewhere else. So I think those are some of the key skill sets 
and key learnings that um, were taken away and also based on feedback in my workshop? Well, Jenny, you know, one doesn't sort of get there just by accident. I mean, you've had an extensive professional career, and you're um, at J.P. Morgan Chase. Tell us how your professional background, educational training, kind of positioned you, as you said, to be able to look at the landscape and identify this as a key issue. Well, I think one of the first things is you need to know your worth. What do you work to the company? And not from a monetary perspective, but from a value-add perspective. I think a lot of people look at, hey, I'm worth X amount of dollars. Those are just numbers. How valuable is your organization and your skill set? And that's one of the things I've always looked at for myself, no matter which role that I've had. I've, you know, J.P. Morgan Chase is a very large corporation. I've worked on both sides. I'm on the global side now, so all of my customers and clients are in other countries, different time zones, different cultures, different ways of doing business. But the one common thing is that we all have an end goal. We want to see each other succeed. So what I have prided myself on over my last 25 years of my career and nine years with J.P. Morgan is to grow myself internally, to take those stretch assignments, to introduce myself to those, not only the technology field but the business field. And I think that has really helped me. And I say the business field for this reason. Business pays for technology. Technology doesn't pay for technology. So you have to be able to understand both sides of the coin. Um, and once you do, and I've worked on both sides of technology and the business side, so I'm able to take those learnings and those professional experiences, couple them into what I currently do, and make myself invaluable to the organization. And that's what I wanted to teach people um, at the workshop. And it proved to be quite successful. I'm still networking with a lot of those who were in my last workshop as a result of me giving them those tips and showing them how I've actually done it. I've been outsourced myself twice, but I never got out the door because I, you know, I, I went back, I revisited with people that I'd known before, I looked at opportunities, and I also looked at how can I create the best opportunity so that they don't lose a valuable person um, to the organization. So those things have really helped catapult me to the next level within an organization. And also being a member of uh, BDPA, um, I actually helped to start the first chapter in Delaware with Karen Smith um, back in 2006, 2007. We started that in Delaware. I was right. in Delaware. So, yeah, that was really instrumental for me. And it also helped to expand my leadership skills and my visibility within the organization. So I think those things have really been instrumental in me moving the needle for success for myself uh, to the other side. But that's such a great visual, moving the needle of success. Um, when someone's starting out, let's say someone, uh, if I think back to Beverly's conversation, um, mm -hmm. when she joined as a member initially, she didn't, you know, have plans to be a president, and yet she's now a president. How, what are some tactical, practical steps? If someone were listening tonight, what's one thing that they can do to begin to reset that needle of success for themselves? Well, you know, I've always modeled myself after the three R's, review, revise, and revisit. I take a look at where I'm at right now, uh, so that's my review. I will revise myself, tweak it, add a little something, take something away, and then I'll go back and I'll revisit it all over again. 
So I think if we take a look at ourselves from that perspective, just as if you were writing a manuscript, you write it, you review it, and then you go back and you revisit or you revise it all over again. I think that is what helped me uh, for my career. Because when I started back in 06 in this particular role, um, I really wasn't aware of all the value add that BDP had. I started as a member of the Philadelphia chapter because there wasn't one in Delaware. I lived in Delaware at that time. So as I started to dig a little bit more, I'm thinking, wow, there's a group of people who are like me in the same type of technology field who want to see the needle move to the other side, who wants to expand their roles. And it also created leadership opportunities for me. I did the first, I was the chairperson for the first banquet that they had at the Philadelphia chapter. And I was the vice president for corporate relations for the uh, chapter that was in Delaware. And now I'm pretty much doing the same thing in our chapter here um, in the Dallas market. So I think it's keeping yourself relevant, remaining visible, and staying involved. I think those are really some key things that can help anyone either just starting out or those seasoned folks like myself to remain viable in the market space. Extremely powerful. Any plans for presenting at the 2014 conference? Um, I'm already on it. <laughs> I'm hoping that uh, this will be four. As I said, I've done three. Okay. Um, and they were just very, very, they were good for me because when I deliver a message, the message actually comes back to me. I think that's really what my value add is for myself. I learn something every time because there's a different audience. And, you know, each one of those audiences has different people with different backgrounds, learning experiences. Some are new to BDPA, some are seasoned. And I think we all, because I make it interactive, I think we all take something from it. But for me, the, the lesson that I've gotten out of, number one, attending BDPA, totally invaluable. Um, number two, it increased my leadership skills. It puts me into a platform where I love being, where I love reaching out to people. Uh, number three, it's always been in my development plan at work. So when I create my development plan every year, there's always a facet in for BDPA. We also have internally at J.P. Morgan Chase a BDPA leadership team. So I am the leader for the Dallas-Fort Worth market. So any initiatives we do in Dallas-Fort Worth when it comes to BDPA, I'm reporting that back to our senior executives um, that are the overall sponsors for our corporate relationship with you. So I think those things have really helped me to grow BDPA within J.P. Morgan Chase here in the Dallas market and myself as well. So definitely looking at presenting again uh, once that time uh, opens up to submit my papers. Wow. Now that's an interesting. I have interviewed lots and lots of folks, and I, I know that there is a strategy for um, people to present the value add to their employer so they have an opportunity to attend the conference, bring the information back, perhaps do a presentation or paper, um, perhaps cross-train someone else. Um, but actually putting the BDPA membership and some of the activities as part of your professional development plan um, is a very tactical and practical way of showing um, what the organization can do for you as an employee and how um, the company that you work with can, can benefit. Um, so that's uh, interesting. And then the second thing that you said that I haven't necessarily heard is a formal reporting back to an employer around 
um, the value of BDPA and connecting the investment that the company makes um, as it relates to BDPA uh, with someone who is within their organization. How did you get that set up? There may be listeners that are um, interested in contacting you, but you know, fundamentally, how did you develop those relationships? How did you approach that particular opportunity? Well, we've had an ongoing relationship with BDPA for years, and one of the things is for each one of our locations, and we've got about 10 different ones that have an active BDPA chapter, what we want to do is to understand what can BDPA do for us and what can we do for BDPA. And by having this internal um, leadership uh, team, in which we meet two to three times per month, to discuss what we're doing in our respective market spaces as J.P. Morgan Chase employees because they're sponsoring us. They're paying for our membership. They need to know what they're getting. So in our Dallas market space, what we do as a value add, we actually host meetings at our site. We just did one um, in January in which we hosted and which we talked about IBM Smart Cloud. IBM is a major strategic partner for us at J.P. Morgan Chase. They do lots of things for us from, us, from a development perspective but we actually hosted. We had about uh, 75 to 80 people come out for a nighttime event. Unbelievable. So that value add, having J.P. Morgan Chase invested internally and externally, hosting those events, uh, being able to be there. We did hiring there. We have our HR managers there. We have our executive leaders there. We have our managing directors. They're all there and visible. And I think that's what's really important in addition to our diversity leadership. Everyone has a vested purpose in seeing that BDPA is viable within our organization. And since I work in the technology realm, um, that's even more viable. We want to continue to grow our presence within the BDPA community in Dallas and Columbus and Houston and in Jersey and New York and Delaware, all the areas that we have physical locations and there's hopefully a chapter. We want to do the same thing internally as we're doing externally. So it's been a really good value add for the organization. And yes, we do reporting back. And that definitely helps to create additional opportunities for us to do more with BDPA. Wow, what a circle. I mean, I, I just got sort of a chat message from someone that said, can you explain value add? And I, and I think you, you really just did. It's, it's about mutual benefit and connecting the vision and mission of both organizations. BDPA and the company and finding multiple touch points. I mean, you talked about your managing directors, the executives, HR, diversity, technology, you know, all of these different uh, functional areas being part of the messaging and support around BDPA. Um, and having the BDPA community be aware of J.P. Morgan Chase as um, a company that can support them um, individually and professionally for their financial needs. Yes, yes. It's, you know, I, I can't think of any other better partnership to have than one where we have to have technology because we move anywhere from 300 to 450 trillion transactions per minute around the world. That's technology. We've got you know, credit cards. We've got loans. We've got you name it. We've got branches. 
we've got investments, we've got pretty much every product you can think of, smart cards, you name it. Name a country, name a city, name a state. So that's all technology. Um, and when you pull all that together and you see the leaders from the technology perspective, what better organization than to be aligned with than BDPA? BDPA reflects what we do as a company. We share information. We share technology. We share knowledge. That's exactly what we've gotten out of BDPA, and that's what we give to BDPA in return by doing the workshops, by hosting um, the monthly sessions at our location, and having our senior people available to answer questions about what we do and also provide opportunities. I think that's really what the key and the value add to a successful partnership with BDPA. Debbie, I love your energy, and I realize that, uh, as you said, in interacting with so many companies being global, you mentioned that you work with a variety of cultures, you um, you know, understand different ways of doing business, um, and that you're always working in multiple time zones. So I really appreciate you extending your day um, by being a guest on our show. What's one final thought? And, and you just shared some wonderful nuggets um, that are extremely actionable for our listeners. And what's one final thought that you'd like to leave our listeners with this evening? I would have to say, you know, one of the most important things for me is understanding the value that BDPA brings to you as an individual. I mean, I implore anyone who's listening to go to the website, you know, www.bdpa.org. I've shared it so many times within our organization internally as well as externally, and you name it, through lots of social media. This organization has really allowed me to grow as a professional. I've learned new techniques. I've made some great connections that I've been friends with from the day I joined back in 2006 up until now. This medium is unlike any other, as, as Ms. Moore said prior to this, it gives you a whole new platform. Typically when you look across the board in technology, there's not a lot of people who look like me. There's not a lot of women who look like me. And when you see this at a BDPA conference or a BDPA meeting, this says, the needle can be moved, it can be inserted into areas where it was never thought to be, and it also gives those coming up, maybe college students, uh, some of the high school students that we mentor and work with on the technology level, it gives them hope because they now see people who look like them. And through BDPA and our partnership, this is the best medium that we can showcase the wonderful technology talent that exists in the entire world. And I think my relationship with BDPA will only get stronger as I continue to grow myself within the organization and spread out a little bit more and to further involve J.P. Morgan Chase. I think this is the best medium for anybody who has any interest in technology, whether you're currently working in it, you're a small business, you need technology to do business, to go to school, or whatever that is. I think this is such a well-worth investment in you as a person that Words just can't describe the value add that you will receive personally and professional. So this is just a great platform that I enjoy sharing. As you can tell, I'm passionate about it. Um, I enjoy presenting. I enjoy talking about BDPA. And I hope our relationship goes on forever. Well, Debbie, the energy, <laughs> the energy that you're sharing is wonderful. I'm, I'm smiling and saying, wow. 
And this is this is really such an honor for me to have Beverly and yourself on the show as guests this evening. Um, wonderful examples of you know individuals who are part of organizations that are part of BDPA um, and that have a, a passionate story filled with results and filled with examples um, of how BDPA makes a difference. Um, and I, I'm just so glad that you took some time out of your day to share that. So thank you again for being on the show. I look forward to seeing you later in the year in uh, Indianapolis at our national conference in August. So have yes, a great evening and a great rest of the week. Thank great. you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, folks, we're about to wrap up our show for this evening. Again, um, our guests were Beverly Moore, Chapter President of BDPA Detroit, and Debbie Young, Vice President of J.P. Morgan Chase. I'm Fran McNeil, your host of BDPA iRadio. Everaldo Gallimore is behind the scenes, making sure that production works smoothly. And our executive director of BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, Mr. Wayne Hicks, is working diligently every day to make sure that individuals across the country have an opportunity to participate in BDPA and that we as an organization present high school students, college students, and members the opportunity to go from the classroom to the boardroom. Have a great evening and tune in the fourth Tuesday of the month, which will be coming up February 25th, 2014, as we continue our show. Thank you again, and have a great evening. BDPA iRadio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPA iRadio show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, and the Executive Director, Wayne Hicks. Produced by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. BDPA iRadio broadcasts the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on blogtalkradio.com backslash BDPA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.